When it comes to the reasons that we're either not exercising at all or not doing as much of it as we would like to, can you guess what comes at the top of the list? Yes, of course, it is time. We're all so busy doing all of the other things in life that exercise and well-being often comes way too far down our list. So we're going to dive into this one today and I am not going to lie, I'm going to be getting really real with you about this one. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Hello peeps, welcome back to the podcast this week. Whether you are a brand new listener landing here for the first time or one of my seasoned listeners, it is amazing to have you here as always. And this week I want to talk all about time because of course when it comes to the reasons that people are not exercising, this is a thing that comes up over and over and over again. We are all time poor, we're all busy, we're all rushing around trying to do all the things. And of course when it feels like there are so many must-dos going on in our lives, Exercise and well-being often falls right down to the bottom of the list. So today I really want to get into this and I want to get into the reality of what it means if we keep telling ourselves that we don't have the time to exercise and look after ourselves. Because while I do much prefer motivating and inspiring with positivity and thinking forward and thinking about how you want to feel and the amazing things you want to do for yourself, sometimes that is simply not enough. Sometimes what we really need is a bit of a reality check to get our heads back in the game and realise that we just can't keep blaming a lack of time for why we're not exercising. Because the truth is that if we don't have time today, we're not going to make it time tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, right? We cannot carry on imagining that something is just going to magically happen at some time in the future that will suddenly give us back more time. That's not how it works. If you're always busy now, you'll always be busy then. And the truth is that exercise should absolutely be a regular part of our lives, busy or not. And in fact, if you are busy, one of the main things that is going to support you in that and keep you feeling better, keep you more focused, reduce your stress levels, it's exercise and self-care, right? And actually, there's this saying that I really love. It's actually about meditation, but it absolutely works here too. And it says, meditate for 20 minutes a day, unless you don't have time, in which case, meditate for an hour. And what it basically means is that the more busy your life is, the more you actually need these things in it. The more you need to exercise, the more you need to look after yourself because it is going to absolutely support you in everything else that you do. It's going to make everything else that you do feel that bit easier. And, you know, we all know this. We all know that exercise and staying active is vital to our health. But all too often we are choosing to ignore it. We're choosing to imagine that we are immune to the issues that might start to arise. As if the universe is going to say, do you know what? It's okay. We're going to spare her from illness and injury because she really wanted to do it. She really, really did. She just didn't have the time. But we know it doesn't work like that. You know, we might get away with it. We might get away with it for years. We might be able to keep kidding ourselves for a really long time that it's all going to be okay, that everything will sort itself out. But the truth is that we must take action now, right? Because here are a few facts for you. So 
Um, I was reading this in the Times recently, actually. It's what, what sort of kicked me off into this whole thing about, right, come on, people, we need to do something. And it was this recent study um, about road crossings, and it found that 85% of women over the age of 65 cannot get across the road safely because their walking speed is too slow. 85%. Now, 65 isn't even that old, right? At 65, a lot of us are going to be just about retiring. We're going to be just about in an age where we're like, right, okay, I get to travel and I get to do things and I get to get out there. But what if we get to 65 and we've spent our entire lives saying, I'm too busy to exercise. And we find ourselves in a position where we actually don't have the freedom that we thought we would because we can't get around so easily because our walking speed is too slow to even get across a road safely, right? I don't know about you, I'm not letting that happen to me. There's also this other study that I was reading about recently that says that leg strength is associated with longevity and a reduced risk of dementia. So the stronger your legs are, the more likely you are to live longer and the less likely you are to get dementia. And, you know, they think it's because if you have got stronger legs, it means that you are doing, you are more active, you are stronger and all of those kind of things. And all of the things that lead to you having stronger legs are also leading to you having a longer life and having more quality of life and all of those things. So, that's a really important thing to bear in mind. I think another really important thing is that after menopause, women have a similar risk of heart disease and heart attacks as men do. So we always think of heart attacks as, as you know, a particularly male thing, right? But actually, once you go through menopause, you're in a similar position to men. And actually, after 50, almost half of deaths in women are due to some form of cardiovascular disease. And the sad thing is that because women often present very differently, they don't present with necessarily with those classic, you know, pain in the chest, clutch in the chest symptoms. They often present with slightly different symptoms, maybe more subtle symptoms. They often are not given the treatment quickly enough that could improve their health or save their lives even. You know, and women tend to have a worst outcome when it comes to heart disease than men do because men's symptoms are more recognisable and therefore they get treated more quickly. And also, let's not forget that we have a healthcare system, unfortunately, which doesn't believe women as much as it believes men. You know, that women are often put to one side a little bit. Women are often ignored a little bit more. And sadly, that is, that is the truth of it. So not only are you getting more likely to have heart attacks and have heart disease, but you're also much less likely to get believed or listened to when that happens, right? And that's really important. And I think that, you know, just generally, we're more likely to get chronic illness and disease if we're inactive. You know, exercise is literally one of the best things you can do for yourself. And if, you know, thinking 20 years ahead is not enough of a motivator, it's also really important right now because it's going to help you to be calmer. It's going to help you to be less stressed. It's going to help you to be stronger. It's going to help you to be more focused. And actually, I'm going to share at the end a little story of, of one of my members that I think really, really illustrates this as well. So the benefits are endless. So what's actually going on here when we say that we don't have the time? Well, I am going to get a few backs up here and some of you are going to feel annoyed by this and some of you are going to get triggered by this. But my belief is that the majority of the time, time isn't the actual issue. And I know it feels like it is. And I know you might be sitting there thinking, well, what the hell does she know? She doesn't live my life. She's got no idea. And you know what? I cannot sit here and say that every single one of you can make the time, right? I can't do that. I can't do that blanket statement. I don't live your life. However, I'm also willing to bet that a large portion of people out there saying that they don't have the time could actually find it if they wanted to. 
if the reason to exercise was big enough, if they felt that it was important enough, if it was enough of a priority in their life. And I know this because of the number, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women that I've worked with. And I see this all the time. You know, I see completely different things going on with these clients. I had this one client who I've worked with a couple of times. She got me to do like a postnatal program for her a couple of times. And the last time I worked with her, uh, gosh, must have been two, three, four years ago. She had just had her third baby. So she had one child who had just started reception. She had another one who was at nursery and then she had a, a brand new baby who was only about eight weeks old when we started working together. And exercise was a real priority for this client. She wanted to get back to exercise safely. She wanted to make sure that she was doing the right things. And so, like I say, a couple of times after a couple of her pregnancies, we did this program together. And I would arrive at my sessions each week and say, how, how did the week go? Oh, yeah, yeah, did the three sessions, did four sessions. And every week without fail, she had just done it. She just had done it. Now, anyone who's had kids here knows even one child is bloody hard work, let alone three kids under the age of five that she was looking after. This was a busy lady. She had a lot on. She had a newborn that she was feeding. She had nursery run to do, school run to do at a different time. But she was making it happen. She could have sat there and said, I don't have time for this. I'll do it later when the kids are older. But she didn't. It was a real priority for her and she did it. So usually when we say that it's about time, it's actually about different things. It's about priorities. So we're prioritizing other things over exercise. Or it can be about our internal and our subconscious beliefs. And this is a big one for me because if what we're feeling inside is, you know, I, I don't deserve, I don't deserve to have any time to myself, what we'll actually do is we won't say that. Like, we don't want to say that thing out loud. We don't want to say, I'm not deserving of this. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I can't have this. We're not going to say that out loud. So what we do is we go, I didn't have enough time. Because if those beliefs are things that make us feel bad about ourselves, are things that we don't want to admit even to ourselves, then we're going to use something external. We're going to say, I didn't have time because we don't want to say, I don't feel like I deserve it. And deep down for a lot of women, you know, when I get it, get in deep with a lot of women, that is what comes up. It's selfish. I shouldn't be doing this thing for myself. I should be looking after everybody else. I don't deserve to have this time. I don't deserve to feel good even. So you can imagine when those things are going on inside, it's going to, you know, it's going to really block us from doing the exercise, but we're also not going to want to say that that's the reason. So we're going to use time instead. So that's always a biggie. And I think another biggie is not knowing where to start. Like we get ourselves het up about, oh God, I don't know what to do and I don't know when to do it. And oh, do I not need to be doing four times a week and this, that and the other. And it, we just go round and round and round in circles with it and never get anywhere. We never actually get started because we put ourselves into a state of complete like indecision and procrastination. And so nothing ever actually changes, nothing ever actually starts. And of course, there are, you know, there are lots of other reasons, but these for me are the things that come up is either it's about priorities and we're just not prioritizing it, we're prioritizing lots of other things, which actually are less important as well. It's about our subconscious beliefs and beliefs that we don't want to admit to ourselves. So we use time as our kind of handy catch-all, I couldn't do it because. And then the not knowing where to start as well is always a big thing. So I really want you to think about that. I know that it's one of those things that triggers people when I say, no, I believe you do actually have the time. But 
I think when once you start to dive into it, you, you might start to see some different things going on for you. And I think the other side of this is that quite often in our lives, we are prioritising instant gratification. So essentially, it's in our nature to go, go towards the thing that feels good in the here and now, or getting that little dopamine hit from completing a task and ticking it off the to-do list, or from scrolling social media, for example. You know, every time that little notification pops that we're getting that little dopamine hit. And so we're chasing that all the time and we're wired to seek that, right? This is normal. We're wired to seek the instant gratification and the dopamine. But the problem is the more we keep chasing that, the more of it we need. And our modern life is absolutely built around us seeking instant gratification all the time. And the problem with it is that it's never enough. The more we chase it, the more we need. And then the more we chase it and then the more we need it. And so it's really important that we recognise that as well. Because the fact is that no matter how many tasks we cross off that never-ending to-do list, we'll always want just that little bit more. Oh, just one more job, just one more job, just one more job. Because it feels good. And it's why we end up deciding that it's much more important right now that we clean the kitchen floor than that we go and do a workout. Because at the end of it, we've got a clean kitchen floor and that feels flipping amazing. We love that when everything's clean and tidy, right? But with exercise, we don't get the results straight away. Yes, we get the endorphins, which feels really good, but we're not going to get to our goal after one single session. We're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over again. So it doesn't give us that same kind of instant level of gratification to do that thing. And that's why our brain will always go towards the jobs with an end result. And why we will then reason with ourselves that the exercise didn't happen because we had too much to do. So we create that kind of vicious cycle. And here's the thing, right? When we're lying in a hospital bed after falling over and breaking a bone, we're not going to be thinking, oh, do you know what? At least I kept the kitchen floor clean. <laughs> we're not going to be thinking that. No, we're going to be thinking, oh God, I wish I had not spent my life so damn focused on that to-do list and doing everything for everybody else. And I'd paid more attention to myself and to what my body needed. None of us is so special and unique that we do not have to pay attention to this stuff. Not a single one of us. Because as we are sitting here today, our body is changing and adapting all the time right? If we're moving and exercising and looking after ourselves, our body is adapting by being fitter and stronger and healthier. If we're not, if we're not doing those things for ourselves, our body is going in the opposite direction, right? For example, our muscle starts to shrink from our mid-30s. So if we're not doing anything to combat that, our muscle continues to shrink and shrink and shrink and we get weaker and we get less able to do things and our bones get weaker and all of these things are going on, right? Our body adapts to the things that we are doing for it in the here and now. And even though you might not feel it on the outside, if you're not looking after yourself, you're not exercising regularly, then start. we're deteriorating on the inside. That's what's happening. So we need to actually take action now. I'm not saying that you can't change later. Of course you can. Like we always have the ability, even in our 70s and 80s, we still have the ability to change and to get stronger. But do we want to wait for that? Do we want to wait for that? that sort of terrible moment where something really bad happens to us and we wish we'd done something sooner? Or do we want to put that insurance in place right now to make sure that we never get there? I know which one I'm going to choose anyway. <laughs> you know, our body is not waiting for us to finally make the decision to prioritise. It just isn't. It just isn't. So what can we actually do about this? What, when, when we're saying to ourselves, I don't have the time, let's go a little bit deeper, right? So number one, Look at what your true priorities are. If looking after yourself comes like 15th on the list, it's never going to happen. So what can you do to start to reprioritize your list? 
maybe saying no to other people could become a much bigger priority as well. And then therefore you would have a bit more time for yourself. Maybe knowing that you do deserve that time out, that you do deserve to be looked after becomes bigger in your in your mind and on your priority list as well. So look at what your priorities are. That's really, really important. I think number two, learn to be okay with discomfort and with delayed gratification, right? We need to practice this because like I say, like the more instant gratification we give ourselves, the more we're going to chase it, right? So we need to start learning. So one of the things that I've done, for example, and I know this sounds completely unrelated, but believe me, it's not. But one of the things I've done is um, set my phone up so that it's got periods where I'm not getting notifications. So I don't get notifications between, I think it's about eight o'clock in the evening, half seven the next morning. Because otherwise, you know what happens? You sit there and every 15 minutes or so in the evening, you pick up your phone, have a little scroll, get a little dopamine hit because you've got a couple of notifications or you've got a message or whatever. And all that's doing is training our brain to want more and more and more and more of it. So have a look at your life. Like, and I think our phones are a big one. Have a look at your life in the areas in which you are getting that instant gratification all the time and think about how you can sort of move that away from yourself a little bit, how you can get less of that, how you can start to to be okay with not looking at your phone for a whole evening. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? Because the more you can do that, the more you get used to that kind of delayed gratification, the more you learn to be okay with a bit of discomfort, right? We've got to get comfortable with that. Stop thinking that it needs to be an all or nothing situation with exercise. And, you know, this is often where people get stuck. They're like, well, I haven't got time to work out four times a week. I can't do that. No, maybe not. But I would think you could do at least one session a week, right? And even one session a week would make a big difference to your health status. It really would. So even if that's all that you feel you can do at the moment, just do it. Just start to create the habit. Start tuning into the stuff that's really important to you. So like I always say, aesthetics and how I look is always a part of the equation for me, right? It always is and it always will be. And that's okay but it's not the be all and end all. It's not the main reason I exercise. I am exercising so I could be strong. I'm exercising so I can have strong muscles and strong bones and so that I can have freedom in my life and so that I don't end up in a hospital bed. All of those things are really flipping important to me, really flipping important. So let's stop focusing just on the aesthetics because that is such a distraction. It is such a distraction from our health and well-being when the only reason we ever exercise is because we want to lose weight or look good, then it absolutely distracts and you end up not doing it. So it's tuning into the deeper stuff that's really, really, really important, right? But the stuff that's important also goes to, is a clean kitchen floor more important than my health? And we know the answer to that, right? Except we we often choose the clean kitchen floor. (laughs) Um, So just be aware of that. Tune into the stuff that's actually really important. And then stop telling yourself you just prefer it when you're busy. (laughs) Uh, This is what women tell me all the time, all day long. I just prefer it when I'm busy, prefer it when I'm on the move, prefer it when I've got something to do. Well, yes. Okay, great. But then all that's going to happen is that you keep perpetuating that cycle and you keep staying busy and staying busy and staying busy and staying busy and, you know, ignoring the other stuff that's going on. So, you know, I like to tell myself these days that, that I prefer it when I've got some time to myself. I prefer it when I get to look after myself. I don't prefer it when I'm busy all the time anymore. Absolutely. I used to say that, but not anymore. Absolutely not anymore. So those are some of the things that you can start to do. And I'm going to finish off by telling you a little story about one of my members, Lisa. So um, she started in the Power Up Your Perimenopause course with me a a while ago. And she even admits now, she was like, yeah, 
I, I need to do this, but I just don't know how I'm going to fit it in. I'm just so busy. I've got my own business. I'm looking after my son. I'm do, you know, doing all these things, also running around. I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. But she decided, okay, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it because it's really important to me. And I could like really see her over those, those sort of first few months, like really getting into it and really, you know, just pushing herself, pushing herself to do the thing, even when it felt uncomfortable. She eventually joined my membership my um, online fitness membership as well after she finished the perimenopause course because she'd got so into it at that point that she was loving it she wanted to carry on it was making her feel great and what she basically said to me afterwards was the biggest thing that surprised her was that now she was exercising regularly she actually had more time that instead of it taking away time it was giving her time because when she was working and doing other things she was actually more focused she was more productive she was getting more done in less time and she was finding herself with little bits of spare time to actually do nice things for herself and to walk away from her work and to have time to herself. And that's what exercise was giving her. And that's the thing. We think that it's going to take away. We're like, but it takes away, it takes away, it takes away. But actually all exercise ever does is give, give and give and give because you will get more done in less time. You will be more productive. You will feel better. You will feel more energised. And all of those things are going to feed into every other part of your life. And that's what Lisa really found for herself. So I think it's just really important to remember that it's never something that takes away. Never, ever, ever. Right. So I think I've said my piece on this one. Um, I feel like I've been very stick rather than carrot today. But you know what? I am genuinely worried. I am genuinely worried for the health of our entire nation and what that's going to look like in another 20 or 30 years. When I speak to women, I become genuinely worried about them and their futures. You know, we live in times that are so stressful, so busy, so relentless that I just worry about all of the ways that this lifestyle is going to come back and haunt us in the future. And honestly, I just want to do my darndest to help everyone to change that future in all sorts of positive ways. And that always, always, always starts with our health and well-being. These are literally the most important things that we have in our lives. And if we don't look after that, nothing else bloody matters. Nothing else matters. So, so, so important. And that's why I wanted to do this episode today, because it has become a worry to me. It's become something that really concerns me. So there you go. There you have it. Right. I'll leave it there. I'll leave you to think about all of that. I'm going to be back next week to talk all about sugar cravings and how to nip those in the bud once and for all. But for now, have a wonderful rest of your day. I'm going to love you and leave you. And I'm going to see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at AlexChickFit and I'll see you again next time.